Hey, this is Henry Phillips, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's comedian Joe Larson. Uh, it's mostly family stuff. It's fun to watch my kids put the world together. You know, like my youngest daughter is four. We were playing with her buddy Noel, and Noel's three and he has a penis, and I know this because he kept pulling it out and uh, showing everybody he talking about it. Joe's a real road warrior. If you ever had a chance to see him, it's quite a treat. Uh, he spends half the time on the road, half the time doing sets in New York City. New York City! I can't help but say that whenever I say New York City. Anyway, it just stuck in my head forever, so I do it. So anyway, uh, we'll be talking to Joe in just a few minutes. Song of the Week is coming up from Jake Bug. But at first, a very interesting uh, dumb bit, if you will. bit of a strange dumb bit this week. As many of you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, BBC uh, Radio, uh, particularly World Service, which I've been listening to since I was a kid, and Radio 1, which I discovered I could listen to about 10 years ago online, never occurred to me, and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, wait a minute, this is a thing. And uh, to that end, uh, a huge fan of two of the disc jockeys, particularly uh, Greg James, he's on, and he's now on breakfast, as they say, so I don't get to hear him. He comes on at like 3 o'clock in the morning, my time. But I do get to hear Scott Mills. Uh, Mills comes on at 1 o'clock UK time, which is 8 in the morning our time, so I get to hear most of the show while I'm working. And uh, he does all kinds of these great bits and, and things like that, and he's just uh, a terrific radio personality. One of the things that they do, him and his uh, co-host, Chris Stark, is a thing, a thing called the Who Game, and it's kind of hard to explain. You'll catch on in a second. But you think of something that's kind of retro, but not like super retro, that's maybe from a couple of years ago, but it's no longer a thing, and you give it a, a massive who? And uh, an example I could give you is uh, getting CD, uh, CD-ROMs of America Online in the mail. Who? Like that. And so uh, they play this with the listeners, and uh, they called out for listeners to submit lists of who's. And I wrote, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll never hear from them, but wrote who from America in the subject. And I'm hoping that would catch their attention. And it did. The, the producer wrote me back and said, hey, can you be on on uh, Tuesday? Uh, they did not call me on Tuesday. Uh, so the next two, she wrote me back and said, hey, could you be on February 11th? And I said, sure, absolutely. Well, they called me on the 4th and said, can you be on today because someone dropped out? The listener we had lined up dropped out. I said, absolutely. So they recorded on a Tuesday. It runs on a Thursday. But, of course, the magic of radio, they make you believe that they're just the listeners are called in that day and are doing it. And it was interesting. Uh, she, she rang me up, as they say, and uh, I was on the line. I got to hear them do the rest of their show live on Tuesday. They talked to the disc jockey that's on after them, uh, Nick Grimshaw, Grimmy. And then they did. Uh, he did a promo for the podcast version of the show, which is the whole show without the music. And then uh, they got on the line with all of us listeners, and we we played the Who game. And uh, it was very exciting for me to be on BBC Radio One. And uh, well, I, I of course downloaded the podcast, and when it was available a couple hours later, isolated the Who game, and here it is now. This is the Who Game on Radio 1, a chance to get your best Who out of your system. My favourites in recent weeks included getting pins and needles, Who, peanutting someone's tie at school, Who, and Bluetoothing songs to people, Who. What's yours? Let us know if you want to play in future, by the way. Scott.mills at bbc.co.uk. For now, though, it's me, Chris, and a bunch of callers ready to play. Let's go. Right then, am I starting or are you starting? You first. Okay. 
that app that everyone used to have on their phone where you could tilt it and it looks like you were drinking a beer. <laughs> that was a thing for a while. And it emptied. <laughs> Okay, strong start. I'm going to go for... Is your TV ready for the digital switchover? The first area of the UK is now switching to digital TV. And Al's telling everyone when to get ready. <laughs> Line one, who are you? This is PF. PF? Where are you calling from? Cincinnati, Ohio, USA. Hey, Cincinnati, Ohio. We've gone international on the Who's. What's, what's your name, sorry? PF. Patrick Francois. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Drop that on. Yeah. Get, <laughs> just get that one out of your trousers. Yeah. What does the PF mean? Patrick Francois. <laughs> wow. Okay, what's your who, please? Kipper the dog. Uh-oh. Is that an American thing? <laughs> well, I like it that it's an American one that we might not know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it is a who, though. It's a dog from children's TV shows. Okay, so not something that they just have in America. You're accusing PF of BS there. <laughs> but it's a real thing. Line two, who are you? Uh, it's Katie from York. My who is saying banter. Who are you? True, banter. Banter. Yeah. Line three, who are you? Well, they're really slow today. Come on. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello, it's just me. It's you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. What's your name? Who are you? (laughs) Callum from Glasgow. Hey, Callum. Welcome along. Hello. Go on then, Callum. Saying this is what you could have won when your friend loses out on something. Yeah, good one. Me? Screensavers. Ho! Um. Scampy. Ho! What even is it? Is it fish? It is a fish. It's a bit like a prawn, isn't it? But is the scampy the fish? Well, is a fish called scampy? Yeah, because that's mad, isn't it? Because you only ever see it sort of coated in breadcrumbs. And that's definitely not kind of in the sea for obvious reasons. But it's like, it's just mad to think of it as a normal fish. You, you never get it as a normal fish without breadcrumbs. In fact, can someone show me a picture of Scampi? Mystery fish. Is it a fat prawn? Uh, PF? Oh, the PFG. <laughs> Posting on Facebook that Facebook doesn't own my photos. <laughs> that doesn't work, I don't think. Occasionally you get one of those messages that people put on and it's like, copy and paste, otherwise Facebook own your photos forever. It's yeah. like, I think they own them. Kate, go on. Uh, Paddington Peas. Yeah, the Pollington Peas. I'd quite like to hear the theme tune, actually. It was a ledge song. He's like, we are the Pollington Peas. Down at the bottom of the garden. Among the birds and the Oh, my gosh, this is flooding back to the brain. Lots of little people. They're called the Pollington Peas. There's creepy black eyed I'm not sure the names. secret now. Were they talking peas? Anyway, just mad loads of peas. Callum? Seeing yellow car to your friend when you see a yellow car. Yellow car? <laughs> the Scott Mills Daily. Chris Dark. 
tipping a waiter through a handshake. That happened to us the other day. Yeah, off of, like, sneaking a fiver into the handshake and then them receiving it and no one saying a word. (laughs) I've never tipped like that. (laughs) I've done it in America. Have you? Yeah, they they love it. It's like a a little secret. Yeah, it's $5. You? Me now. Okay. um, Let's go for... Off of Charlie's sloth. I do. Am I allowed to say I miss him? I uh, miss him a bit, but mm. uh, <laughs> I do, what I mean is I just miss his presence in the sense that mm. he'd come in here, talk so much nonsense, yeah. so many lies, so say many that lies. Barack Obama was on his show and yeah. stuff like. Who's coming up, Charlie? Barack Obama? No real. And then he'd do the. I'm not hooing Charlie Slough, I'm hooing that. I get, that I totally get it. Yeah, there's respect there for the All big there. man. P.F. Sam and the Womp. <laughs> that surely didn't reach America. No, I heard it on Radio 1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. <laughs> A lot. A lot, yeah. Number number one, right? Yeah. 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 Remember, um, they did an interview with us once, remember? Unpleasant. And they, and they went... <laughs> They went missing. They went missing? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, it was a separate interview. It was for the chart show. And um, they, I saw them. They were definitely here. And then when it came to do the interview, they just disappeared. It never happened. <laughs> they just, I think they just lost interest. They were like, nah, I don't fancy it. Anyway. I'm the gap with the bass and drum going around like bum bum. <laughs> Kate. Taking your camera on a night out and taking pictures. <laughs> Although that seems to be a little bit back on at the moment. I say, I've seen quite a lot of people, it's starting to do it now. With the old disposables as well. We had a photo taken by someone the other day that said that it was a disposable one. Hmm. Didn't we? Yeah. Who was that? And it did feel kind of special because they only got one take on it. Was it famous? So yeah, someone had a disposable camera with them. Who was it? My Jammer. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, My, My Jammer's taking pictures on a disposable camera now. Yeah. Callum! Asking your friend to ask a girl or a boy out for you. <laughs> Do it yourself. The old messenger trick. Whoa, timer. Chris, go. Wimpy. <laughs> Four-star petrol. <laughs> PF. The official chart on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd, thought you'd send an arrow across there. Good save. <laughs> Kate. Buying a holiday from Tally Tracks. <laughs> Callum. 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 Come on, Callum. Callum. No, we've lost Callum. Move on. Paper Toss, the app. Ah! Did you never play that? I, you spend all my time on it. It scrunched up a bit of paper and you'd flick the screen. You sort of curled it in. <laughs> You're playing against a fan, like a literal fan. Getting the guillotine. Ah! <laughs> okay. I can confirm we've lost Callum. Yep. Any more for any more? Oh. Okay, we're out of time. Oh, oh, what a shame. Do you know what? Sometimes I wish that game would never end. I know. I felt like we were just getting started there. PF, Kate, Callum, sadly no longer with us. Thank you for playing the Who game. <laughs> Sorry, you make it sound like... Well, he's just dropped off the yeah, line. Callum's just, yeah. He's not dead. Phone's, he's just, like, he's not on the line. Phone's not, yeah. Anyway. The phone's not what it was. Gonna miss you, PF. Well, we miss you guys. This is a tr- a truly an honour to be on a Scott and Chris. Well, it's great to have you here, Cincinnati, Ohio. What What was the full name again? It was banging. I can't remember it though. Pa- pa- Patrick Francois. Oh, yes. Yeah, I won't forget that. And I should say, miss you too as well, Kate. Miss you too, Chris. 
Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. So that's me on Radio 1 on the Who game. Now, if you don't think I'm going to put somewhere in my resume that I have written for BBC Radio 1, you're absolutely crazy because I had to write those Who's and I had appeared on the air, so I have now written for BBC Radio 1. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And uh, now let's go on to the interview. Joe Larson is a stand-up comedian originally from Seattle, Washington. He now makes his home in New York City. And I'm not going to do it again a second time there, like I did in the intro. Here now is an interview with Joe Larson. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Good, good. I was looking back. I, I think it's been two, maybe three years uh, since we spoke last. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, interesting. How was that last year? But maybe we missed Maybe that, it was. Thing. It might have been last year. It seems like it was longer ago than that. I don't know. But um, <laughs> uh, before we get going. that much? Yeah. Well, I, I want to uh, first get out of the way, as with last time, can we use the audio for this on my podcast be my first question? Of course. And then secondly, um, well, last time we spoke about uh, your origin story, um, you know, kind of how you got into comedy and uh, how your, you know, dad kind of at first protested, then was okay with it. And then also a story we we shared, it was that, that we've both been mistaken for Uber drivers. and um, That's right. And uh, <laughs> I was just mistaken for one last week. I dropped my, my, my wife and daughter and I went to the casino for New Year's Eve. To hang out for a little bit, and um, I pulled. They didn't want to walk. It was raining. They didn't want to walk in the rain. I says, "Well, I'll drop you guys off at the front door, and I'll drive around back and park in the garage." So of course we pull up immediately, and someone starts walking up to the car. <laughs> no, not not everything's an Uber. And the lady you might went, have been the only person there at the casino that night who made money. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. I I told my wife later said I should have. T- she wanted to go down to. I don't know if you've ever been to Cincinnati, but um, there's a big uh, ribs restaurant down on the uh, on the river, big fancy one, and that's where she was going. And I said I should have taken her down there and you know charged her ten bucks and you know could have. Yeah, but, exactly. Check you on the little on the little side business. Wasn't wasn't. I'm amazed. Did you see that Uber just came out with um, a bunch of statistics on how many. Uh, assaults and and murders yeah. there have been. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like nine murders. Yeah, and, and we're we're still going. Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice on this one. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I wonder what the opposite is for. Like for our cab rides, cab. I guess cab rides are safer, but you. I mean, you never know. I mean, <laughs> you never know. I when guess you, that's true. You, you never know. You never know when you're you know when, you know, when mean, your number's yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, bicycle. That's the way to go. But yeah, right. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. 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 I mean, people, people used to hitchhike everywhere. And, uh, <laughs> no, don't, yeah, don't do that. It's, it's weird how many things you don't do anymore because, you know, I, I don't know if you, um, uh, you have kids now, don't you? Or yeah, kids? Okay. Yeah. And there's like, I had this discussion with Emo Phillips years and years and years ago. He said, you know, you used to look, kids would play in the neighborhood. And now you're like, you know, it's perfectly safe statistically, but you're like, not on my watch. I'm not going to let that happen. You're just. Yeah. 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 Well, because if you're the one. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're the one, then, then people go, they look at you and they go, really? Well, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't know. Yep. You the, yeah. You saw the one story. I think it's part of that news cycle, that 24 hour news cycle that's just so freaky that you're. You're constantly, they, they run out of stories, so then they're going to tell you about every bad thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And then we created a culture of fear. My, uh, 
my oldest, who we, we went to the casino with, uh, just moved to Cleveland to start a, a new job. And uh, my one of my friends asked me, he goes, well, how do, you, how do you feel about that? And I said, well, we stopped watching Dateline. That's number one. Uh, yeah. And and uh, I'm, we're not even joking. <laughs> not even joking. We used to watch. We, we used to love that show. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Some friends reruns on we can catch or Frasier. Yeah. That's um, so she's it's her first day of work today. And uh, yeah, we moved her in over the weekend. And uh, yeah, so it's. That's very exciting. Yeah, it is. It is very. Yeah, I think that's the thing that, that people forget is that when you turn off your TV and look outside, it's not as scary as the TV tells you it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all a matter of perception. It's like with the lottery, it's like you. I still play the lottery, even though I know there's no chance of winning it. But you know, okay, then you, I have I have a theory. Yes, I have a theory. Here's my here's my conspiracy theory, and I'm trying to spread it. The lottery. No one actually wins. <laughs> they tell you somebody won. I wonder about that. Keep the money. Yes. Oh my God, it's so funny because I used mm-hmm. to I used to surprise my wife with scratch offs, you know, just to come under her pillow or stick them by her her bear on her bed, you know, and then and and they've gotten, you know, they have there's on the app you can see what winning tickets are out there and the and it, we just seem to never win anything anymore. So I quit buying her. Now I buy her candy or I buy her flowers instead. But I thought the same thing. I'm like. I mean, the, this money's going somewhere, and in Ohio, it's not going to education. Like, at least in Georgia, kids can go to college for, I think you can get a, I, I think the first two years of college you can go to for free because of the Georgia State Lottery. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. If you go to a state school, you can get a good chunk of your tuition paid for, and it's funded by the lottery, and no other state can seem to be able to do that, and we've dump millions of dollars into the Ohio State Lottery, and it's like, oh, we gave $2 million to school last year. I'm like, really? How much did you bring in? Yeah. I think I spent well, that much. And they'll say, like, somebody won, like, Powerball. It's $486 million. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. I think what they did was they hired two people to play actors <laughs> and go, these two people won, won the Powerball. Said, we'll give you a million dollars this week to put you in witness relocation, and, you, and, and, and then the state, the government keeps all of the money. I, I, you may be onto something. Although I, I do remember writing an article years ago for a place I worked for about lottery, real lottery winners and losers, and how some people were able to take the the money and and it actually did help their lives, and other people were, of course, it, you know, they were broke, you know, yeah. inside of six. And one guy I can't remember his name now. He's a Canadian comic. Um, he's from the Maritimes, and he won ten thousand dollars on a scratch off, and he also wanted some insurance settlement because someone hit his car. And so he decided, I'm going to quit my day job and pursue comedy full time. That I have this cushion, and he did it. And I can't, God, I can't remember his name. When the outro of the podcast, I'll try. I'll look it up. And um, he's a friend of Jimmy yeah. Doors. I know that he's he's out in California. I'll look up who it was. And um, but yeah, he. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. It's, who do you, who I do you believe? That, that's what it takes to make it in comedy. I know, right? Yeah. Well, to do anything you want to do. The lottery. Yeah. To do anything you want to do. I mean, I've got I've got eight jobs, and I was walking around today. Um, and I went and got my wife lunch and I was walking to the, get lunch and I thought, you know, it just, I would just like to have one job, you know, I just, one yeah. job that pays enough and not have to do eight jobs and run around and hustle, you know, all the time. And, you know, uh, although at this point, I don't yeah. know if I could not hustle. And I guess it probably in comedy, it's kind of the same thing. You, you probably couldn't imagine at any other pace. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I would be, I would be bored to tears. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I, if I, if I slowed down a little bit, cause it's, write for this project and then go on this audition and then head to this job and then 
call in for this interview and then go do shows at night and then wake up and do it. It's, you know, it's constant. So, uh, you know, and I think that after doing this for God, 15 years, if I was to slow down and just do only one of those things, I would, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So how many uh, weeks are you out on the road? Uh, I usually try to do um, one week on one week off sort of thing. Cause I do have two small children. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so that so that I can still be around uh, to screw them up enough so that they have something to talk about in therapy. When <laughs> there you go. And where are you based out of these days? Beautiful Brooklyn, New York, same place. Okay, that's what I thought. And but you're are you from the Northwest originally, or am I misremembering? Originally, I'm a Seattle boy. I thought so. Sure. Okay, okay, cool. All right, got it. All right, cool. Yeah, a lot of guys are from there. Uh, Kermit Apayo. Is from there. Yep. Um, who else? I just spoke to um, uh, Rivers. Can't remember his first name. He's from Andrew Rivers. Andrew Rivers. His um, yeah. His his. I didn't realize till half of the interview. His dad was Bob Rivers. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah, the one and only. Did not know that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. We so you know both of us had uh, Pacific Northwest royalty uh, for fathers, and so when he started doing comedy, we immediately bonded over that. That's cool. And so when you're not tour, are you, when you're, the weekends that you're off, are you like completely off and at home or do you like run into a couple sets maybe on a Friday or on a Saturday? I'm in the city doing sets or I'll even, you know, pop over to New Jersey, you know, pick up a, a, a one night or that sort of thing. But it's just important to be around for the <clears throat> piano recitals and the, yeah. uh, this and the that. And, you know, this, I, the last weekend they had a piano recital. And then they had tap dancing lessons, and then they had this, and they had that. It's just constant. I I don't remember that as a kid. When I was a kid, we didn't yeah. have apparently. Well, maybe we were poor, and they just didn't have the money to sign us up for classes. But I didn't know there were any classes. My my kids are like scheduled like they're going to go to Juilliard. Oh, I and, know. Uh, when I was a kid, we just go outside. Yeah. Done with it. My youngest had, uh, well, she takes dance, but she just takes hip-hop. She doesn't do the tap ballet thing anywhere, but she does do hip-hop on Mondays. And then she was doing uh, color guard, and but that season is over. And they, she was going to do what they call winter guard, which is just the guard people, no marching band, just the guard uh, gals and guys uh, in, in the winter. And they perform in gyms throughout the winter. And she looked at the schedule and she's like, she's like, no way. It would, the, the time commitment, she, she finally had to say, no, I'm, I want to get back to my art. I want to be able to draw. I'll keep dance and I'll go, I'll do marching band again in the fall. But it, so she finally stood up and said, you know what? No. <laughs> yeah. Which good yeah, for her. I mean, it's, it's, maybe that's what we're trying to do is overschedule them so much that when they finally get to college and they decide to get to a real career and a job, they're like, hey, this is actually not half bad. I can work. 65 hours a week. And, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's stressful. This is yeah, a nice yeah. relaxing or, page. Maybe I'm preparing her to have eight jobs. Lord, I hope not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days? Is it family stuff? Is it observation? Any current events? Uh, it's mostly family stuff. It's fun to watch uh, my kids put the world together. You know, like my youngest daughter is uh, four. And, oh, that's uh, good age. We were at a play date recently, and um, she uh, she was we were playing with her buddy Noel. And Noel was three, and he has a penis. And I know this because he kept pulling it out <laughs> and uh, showing everybody and talking about it. And his mom was like, "Ah, oh, it's just a phase." And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, it's not." <laughs> and uh, and as we're leaving, my daughter turns to me and she goes, "Can you believe Noel has a penis already?" 
And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she goes, already. He's got a penis already. And I said, how do you think you get a penis? And she goes, well, I think you've got to be really old because you've got one. <laughs> and this is when I, this is where you get to watch how they put the world together. Yeah. Just, until this moment, until 12 minutes ago, the only penis she had seen was mine. So she's looking around her world and she's going, I don't have a penis. She's going, my older sister doesn't have a penis. Help, my mom doesn't even have her penis yet. <laughs> yet somehow this dude has a child to walk kid got his penis before even my mom. Hey, dad, can you believe Noel has a penis already? <laughs> Wow, that is, what an interesting way to, to to put that together. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah totally. And I, I'm never going to tell her any different. I'm going to use it against her. You, know? <laughs> you better get those braids up. I will never give you your penis. You know, this, is, uh, this is a powerful tool we have here. I think you stumbled onto something. Yeah. yeah. But it's just so much fun to uh, you know watch the world through unjaded eyes and see how somebody experiencing it anew uh, uh, takes it all in, you know? Because I think that sometimes as a parent, we, we watch our kids and we just go, okay, yeah, no, no, that's wrong, whatever, you know? But as a comedian, the moment I hear them go, I got a theory, I go, oh, yeah, please, tell me all about it. Let's <laughs> right. explore this. Yeah, because it's really, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's almost like watching a foreigner, uh, a Martian, an alien land on this earth and try to figure it all out. Yeah. So, what other discoveries and uh, theories have, have been proposed that have ra- made you raise an eyebrow? <laughs> There's been quite a few. That's for certain. Um, they're both in school right now, and it's interesting to see their differences. My older daughter wants to do everything right, and my younger daughter, I was explaining that she shouldn't swear at school. Now, she had never sworn at school. She had never done anything bad at school, but. The day after I told her not to swear at school, the teacher pulls me aside and she goes, Georgia's had some interesting things to say today. She swore a couple of times and <laughs> had to go into timeout. And I said, oh, no, what'd she say? And she goes, it was a bad one. Let's let these other kids go before I talk to you. I was like, oh, my goodness, what <laughs> did she say? I mean, this is really bad. And then all the other kids leave. She said, Georgia said, hell. And I said, what the fuck? That's not a swear word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a teacher in Brooklyn and you think that's a swear word? Come on. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, but I just, I, I really enjoy that, that, uh, that view of the world. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, that's the, that is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, I had anything. How, what's the age difference between the girls? Um, uh, almost three years. Okay. Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, mine are, they're six years apart. And uh, they didn't care for each other for the longest time, and now they're best friends. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, not that they didn't care for each other. <laughs> I think. Well, I think the age difference. Your kids hated each other. Well, the weird thing is, is we. My wife always thought the the oldest she'd, she'd be like more of a mommy figure, and she just wanted a playmate. She wanted a friend, and until Lizzie was old enough oh. to be able to do things. You know, it's usually this person, this other person that lived in the house. <laughs> I have no time for. Yeah, but then once she's able to well, do stuff, no, no, no offense to her, but who wants to be a mom? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a, it's a terrible job. Well, I think I think she was looking for help. <laughs> Just be like, ah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna make my life a lot easier. This sounds more like a wish than, yeah. a, than <laughs> a, uh, an idea. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, did you get into current events at all, or anything like that, or is domestic life pretty? Uh, you know. The, the current events, I tried to do a little bit of it, and 
the the there is such a rift in this country right now um, that it's very difficult to talk about anything without upsetting suddenly to the point of even violence uh, with just just simply mentioning a name, you know. Um, and so I've really, whereas I used to talk more about current events and politics, I've really shied away from it because it's uh, it's not something that I'm incredibly passionate about. And it's it's really, um, it's had some interesting uh, experiences. I've had people walk out, I've had people, and I'm, I, the bit that I wrote most recently was about the fact that no one should want to be president. That the very fact that you would even want to run for president should be the most disqualifying factor. <laughs> yes. Uh, in, in being president. And people would get up and walk out. I can't believe he's talking about our president that way. I'm like, well, I'm not, I didn't say either side. I didn't say a side, but it was that polarizing. You know, it's, it, it, we've had this discussion before on the podcast with, with other comics, is um, especially, you know, uh, older uh, comics, um, is that, you know, when you we were kids, you could just make fun of the president because he was the president. On Saturday Night Live, Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd would do Jimmy Carter, and we the whole family loved Jimmy Carter, but Dan Aykroyd's impression was also very funny, you know, kind of poking yeah. fun at the folksiness, and, you know, even though he was, you know, statistically our most intelligent president, you know, they would make that, with that accent and everything like that, you know, they had, you know, had him doing funny things, and, and people loved it, and, you know, no one got their feelings hurt, and <laughs> so... This yeah. is crazy. Glenn Carter is such a fascinating example of what our country wants. He's statistically the smartest president we've ever had. Yes. Yet, they had to paint him as just a farmer to get him. Yes. Out. Yeah. Uh, how sad is that? Just as a well, statement of what we're looking for as a country, I cannot believe that. Well, and people are surprised we have the guy we have now, but I keep telling people, like, we elected an oafish dolt because that's exactly what we want. We want to be able to tweet and, you know, and call people names and, you know, and treat women horribly. And we want to do, we want to be able to do all those things. So, of course, we, we would elect a guy that is, is actually doing all those things. He's like, he's like the cool guy that's doing all that. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious that we, uh, the reason that we didn't elect Hillary is because she's a criminal. So that we elected a, <laughs> Real criminal. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna do this. Let's let's do it right. Convicted of crimes. <laughs> yeah, I forget what his Benny has been sued. At, I think over ten thousand times or something like that. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah. And 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 really once or twice does it for me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's a, it's a fascinating time. I I think that um, hopefully we'll be able to start. I, I, you know, I think it, and honestly, I'm going to blame the Democrats on this one because they, as Trump was running for office and once he was elected, kept calling his supporters terrible names. Yeah. Kept calling any Republican terrible names. You know, these guys are idiots. They're deplorable. They're this, they're that. And you get called that enough. You go, hey, fuck you too. Exactly. Yeah. And it turns into this back and forth that doesn't, is not productive. And so I, I as much as um, I'm not a Trump supporter, I also understand the reaction and think that both sides need to take some credit for this one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, no question at all. 
So uh, what do you have for, for plan for the rest of 2020? Still the, the, the touring on-off week? Any other projects you've got? Uh, you mentioned running to auditions and things like that. Anything like that in the works? Yeah, I mean, I just released a drive bar special. It just got uh, oh, cool. a million views okay. so far. It was released uh, one week ago today. Oh, cool. Those are fun. Um, so Yeah, so it's been successful so far. People are really enjoying it. Um, my album came out last year. That was uh, great. And I'm working on a couple things right now. Um, just little TV projects here and there, trying to get something made. You know, it's always it's always a big process. Cool. Well, um, well, this will be in print and online in City Pages, of course, the week that you're up in Minneapolis. And uh, we'll need to get you down here. I don't think you've ever been to Cincinnati before, have you? Or if you... I'm not. Oh, you no. need, need to get down. I've actually mm-hmm. never performed in the state of Ohio. Oh, we need to change that. Well, I'm we, avoiding at all costs. we got all kinds uh, of comedy. we got uh, Cleveland has, well, two, I think they still have the improv, whatever, and yeah. they for sure still have hilarities. And then Columbus has the funny yeah, bone. And Dayton yeah. has, uh, Dayton used to have two, now they just have the one, which is in the Oregon district. Uh, we saw Pardo there last year. Um, can't remember which one that is. It's either Jokers or Wiley's. Wiley's, I think. Jokers closed. Wiley's oh, is still yeah. there. And then we have the two. We have the Funny Bone and the Go Bananas here in Cincinnati. So all kinds of opportunities. Okay. Yeah, I know. I really got to make my way over that. There you go. Well, cool, man. Well, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good luck with your girls Thank and the you. family and everything. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. And thanks, Joe. Bye. Thanks again to Joe Larson for being on the show. Uh, to find out more about Joe Larson, just look him up on Facebook. Uh, he does not actually have a website that I could track down. Uh, he'll have his dates, though, on the uh, on his Facebook page. Just click on the events on the left-hand side, and you can see where his, all his uh, dates are. He's, as I'm recording this, he is in Las Vegas, finishing up a run at Brad Garrett's uh, club there in, I believe, Harrah's, I think it's in, or is it the MGM Grand? I don't even remember now. It's been so long since I've been to Vegas, I don't even remember. But anyway... Uh, find Joe Larson on Facebook. And yes, we are now up to the Song of the Week. Song of the Week is from Jake Bug. If you know any song by Jake Bug, you probably know Lightning Bolt, which was out, oh gosh, three, four years ago now, maybe. And uh, this this tune is called Kiss the Sun, and uh, it does not sound dissimilar from Lightning Bolt. Uh, it sounds quite like it fits quite in nicely, like it would have been the follow-up single, as a matter of fact. And Jake Bug, of course, uh, one of these you know, British singer-songwriters, kind of more like uh, maybe a George Ezra, if you will, mm, sort of like a Louis Capaldi, but... Uh, there have been a lot of these guys out. This is kind of a big trend. Every label seems to have one. And uh, but we like Jake Bug a lot. like this tune a lot. And this is uh, Kiss the Sun. It's our track of the week on PF State Recorder. So long and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.